Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. I recall a professor at Fuller Seminary speaking of a major gap in the Apostles' Creed. The second article, Confessing Faith in Jesus Christ, skips right from born of the Virgin Mary to suffered under Pontius Pilate, skips right from his birth to his death. The Creed does not mention the 33 years or so that Jesus lived on earth, does not mention his public ministry, the three years or so that Jesus spent teaching and healing and preparing disciples, students, trainees to share his good news and carry on his good work. And perhaps this reflects our focus on Jesus more as our Savior and less as our Lord. We rightly confess the gospel truth that in his suffering, death, and resurrection from death to life, Jesus has released us from captivity to sin, freed us from death forever, given us life that does not end. He has saved us. But we may neglect the gospel truth that in his teaching and example and ongoing presence in the ever-present Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ has made known to us who God is and who we are and how we are to speak and act and live in relationship with God and each other and the whole creation. Jesus Christ not only gives us eternal life, he teaches us how to live our life today. Jesus teaches his disciples to love, to forgive, and not to judge. Both the Gospels of Matthew and Luke recount Jesus giving this teaching in a sermon. Matthew recounts Jesus giving this sermon to the crowds on the mountaintop, and so it's known as the Sermon on the Mount which began with the Beatitudes. This is a photo of the Sea of Galilee taken from the Church of the Beatitudes on the Mount of the Beatitudes near Capernaum. Luke recounts Jesus giving this sermon from a level place, which was perhaps a plateau on the mountainside. And so in Luke, it's known as the Sermon on the Plain. In the Sermon on the Mount, slash plain, Jesus teaches his disciples to love your enemies. As Jesus notes, it's relatively easy to love people who love you, to want the best for people who want the best for you, to give to people whom you know will repay you. It doesn't take great faith or moral courage to be kind to someone who is kind to you. Most anybody can do that. But Jesus teaches his disciples to love as God loves, 
God, our creator, redeemer, sustainer, does not withhold his love from anyone. God freely and fully and always gives his love to everyone, whether or not they know it or return it or share it with others. God makes the sun shine on the good and the evil. God sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. As Jesus says here, God is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. God's love is unconditional, unwavering, unending. Nothing we say or do can make God love us any less or any more than God already does, because God is love. Love isn't simply what God does. Love is who God is. God is a divine relationship of love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, three persons who love and delight and celebrate each other forever, who created us to be in beloved community with God and each other. And so Jesus, God in the flesh, teaches his disciples to share this divine love, to pray for and do good for those who reject and despise us, to share our gifts and resources with others whether or not we think they deserve it, whether or not we like them, whether or not they can give us anything in return. To be people of integrity, even when others around us aren't. To turn the other cheek, as Jesus teaches his disciples. I remember being in a Bible study class with the Reverend Jim Lubdell when he demonstrated what turning the other cheek actually looks like. If someone hits you backhanded and you turn the other cheek, this is a position of strength, not weakness. Having the moral courage not to lie down and take it, having the moral courage not to hit back and start a fight nobody wins, having the moral courage to stand. In his teaching here, Jesus is not encouraging his disciples to submit to evil, to be passive, to allow abuse. We can and should leave abusive relationships. We can and should intervene to stop someone from causing harm. We can and should advocate for equitable justice systems that protect all of their citizens. Jesus is encouraging his disciples to overcome evil with good, to be active in nonviolent resistance to that which is destructive, to treat others as we would want to be treated. Or in the ancient and current wisdom of Psalm, 20, of Psalm 37, do not be provoked by evildoers. Trust in the Lord and do good. Or 
as my teaching parish pastor would put it, respond, don't react. If someone insults or offends or provokes you, pause and take a breath and ask yourself, who do I want to be in this moment? As Jesus teaches his disciples, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This teaching is known as the golden rule. It is part of the worldwide perennial wisdom tradition that is a moral standard in every major world religion. It is a call for empathy compassion, remembering that each and every person we encounter is a fellow human being made and loved by God, and we have this most important thing in common. The golden rule guides us to seek to understand as we would want to be understood, to give as we would want to receive to forgive as we would want to be forgiven. Some years ago, my small group at Ascension Lutheran Church in Thousand Oaks was studying the story of Joseph. When I was laid off from my position as communications manager at Universal Studios Hollywood, it was unexpected and stressful and hurtful and produced an uncertainty in my life. But as I was sitting there in that Bible study, around that table in the church library with my friends, I realized that Joseph's circumstances did not define him. Even as he was sold into slavery and spent years unjustly in jail and rose to a position of prom prominence in the Egyptian court, he remained a person of faith and integrity and compassion in all the ups and downs. And so I realized my circumstances do not define me through all my ups and downs. I am defined by my relationship with the God who made me and loves me forever. As Joseph says to his brothers in Genesis 35, the brothers who had thrown him in a well and sold him into slavery years before and were now returning, asking for his help, they meant it for evil, but God intended it for good. And so Joseph reassures them and speaks kindly to them and promises to care for them and their families. Joseph demonstrates the forgiveness to which Jesus calls his disciples. In his teaching, in the Sermon on the Mount slash plain, as Jesus teaches his disciples, Forgive, do not condemn, do not judge. I recall 
during my time in CPE, clinical pastoral education, while I was serving as a chaplain at UCLA Santa Monica. One morning, I was walking from the parking lot to the office, crossing the street, thinking about interpersonal relationships. And suddenly it occurred to me that maybe Jesus' teaching, judge not lest ye be judged, was not so much a warning about our relationship with God, but a statement about our relationship with others who may be less judgmental toward us if we're less judgmental toward them, who may give us a break if we give them a break, who may forgive us if we forgive them. As Martin Luther writes in his explanation of the Eighth Commandment, we are not to bear false witness, lie, slander, or destroy the reputation of our neighbors. Instead, we are to come to their defense, speak well of them, and interpret everything they do in the best possible light. What would our world be like today if we all did this? If we looked at our neighbors and interpreted what they did in the best possible light? As Jesus teaches his disciples, be merciful as your Father is merciful. The parallel sentence in the Gospel of Matthew to this teaching here in the Gospel of Luke is be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Greek word for perfect is talos, and it means whole, complete, full, serving the intended purpose, reaching the intended goal. The talos of an apple seed is to grow an apple tree. The talos of a car engine is to make a car run. The talos of light is to illuminate. The talos of a human being is to be as our good and gracious creator intends, to do what God would have us do, to live in the fullness of the life he has already given us as a gift. And so to be perfect is to be good as God is good, to be merciful as God is merciful, to be loving as God is loving. And so may we love, may we forgive, may we be merciful and not judgmental. May we do what Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, teaches us to do. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.